It is my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. You've got Jeff, Marissa, and Diego today, a rare trifecta of all three of us. And we've got an exciting announcement. We are going to be hosting a masterclass on December 6th, one and another on December 7th. It is called The Five Crucial Steps to Get Your First Remote Travel Job. This is going to be hosted and led by Marissa, our very own Marissa, who has worked 10 years for a Fortune 500 company in recruiting and coaching, and in the process has worked both for the Fortune 500 and privately for thousands of people who she has coached and also helped many of them become remote workers. Marissa, please give me a little bit more about what our audience is going to learn in this masterclass. Yeah, definitely. And I'm super excited to be here. All three of us again, first of all, it's been a while since we've been in in like similar time zones to do this, but the masterclass is going to be all three of us there, which is super exciting. So I will be leading a lot of the really career tactical stuff as we're doing the, the five crucial steps that you need to take to get your first remote travel job. So if you're listening to this podcast and you are not yet traveling the world, you either don't yet have a remote job that you can do while traveling to all the places Jeff and Diego and I have talked about, or maybe you have a remote job, but you haven't been able to negotiate with your company, like you're not traveling the world while you're working yet, then this is the masterclass for you. So we're going to go through the five steps of if you're like, I don't know which job to do. I don't know where to start. I don't know what skills I have. I don't know where to look. I don't know how to negotiate. I don't know how to get this job. If any of that is resonating with you, then definitely sign up for the masterclass. It'll be live. So again, it's a a really rare thing that we do where you actually get to come on and interact with us. The three of us will stay on live and answer a ton of questions at the end, which is always so fun for us. There's over 800 people registered so far. We're expecting more. So it's a big event. It'll be fun. We're going to answer tons of questions. So if you've been listening to us and you'd love a chance to actually talk with us live and learn, and you're ready to start traveling the world because you're so inspired to do so, then check it out. You can go to, we'll, we'll link this in the mess in the, in the notes as well, but go to beachcommute.com slash masterclass. And there'll be a link so you can register, save your spot, and you'll get that link to join. Did I forget anything guys? And again, that is going to be December 6th at night and then a December 7th version in the morning. We're going to make it available to people who best suits them. I think that's about it. So let's jump into our podcast of the day. We're going to be talking about the seven pieces of career advice for digital nomads that nobody tells you. All right. So let's jump into topic number one. What is the first piece of advice, Marissa? Yeah. Okay. So the first one, this is going to sound a little bit cliche, but the first thing that nobody tells you mostly is that you actually can have a real nine to five job while you are traveling the world. 
like period, foot down, plain and simple. I guess digital nomading wasn't quite around when I think back to my college years and when I first started working in recruiting and career coaching and guidance and that sort of thing. But nobody told me this was even an option. And this is something I think that, you know, the three of us share a lot with our audiences. Like we're just normal people. There's 1200 people in our community that are just normal people who have all figured out how to get a remote job, like have a real career while you work from Asia, Central America, South America, Europe, Africa, like wherever you want to be, it's possible. So I'm going to leave it like at that to start. Any thoughts from the two of you? Yeah, I think it's so I, I've obviously with this community now, we've been traveling for what the last uh, seven years, you know, living, living side by side, working side by side with everybody here as well. And probably have had, had the chance to live with, you know, several hundreds, I don't know, maybe 400, 500 people in that process, all digital nomads. And and also interviewed a, a bunch there. So it's been interesting to see that, you know, initially, especially seven years ago, people thought that the the kind of jobs that you would have would be, oh, you're going to have to be a travel blogger yeah. or you're going to be, you know, a, a social media influencer or you're probably doing some travel videos <laughs> for some company. You know, it's like everybody kind of thought it had to be direct, directly related to travel yeah. for you to have that kind of job and that kind of freedom. Or, you know, you're a freelancer, right? That was kind of typically what people were thinking. But that has, first of all, that wasn't wasn't necessarily always the case. Even seven years ago, we had a lot of people that were joining with just normal careers, quote unquote. But especially now, it's, you know, it's actually in our community, we, what, 1,200 people? I don't think we even have five travel bloggers, if that, right? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know Maybe. a single one, to be honest. Maybe so. one. <laughs> if anything, they're doing it as a hobby, right? Yeah. So really, the... You know the, the careers that allow somebody to to be able to to earn well and travel with them. It's it's you know really normal careers. Anything that you can do on your laptop technically, you can you can take with you as you travel, and that's really what we've been seeing. Yeah. Right. And speaking of, I love that we have Jeff here as an example of someone who did this really successfully with a very normal career. So Jeff, can you tell us just from your point of view, like how you were able till very recently you only quit your job, but had a very typical career working for your company? What was that like? Oh, yeah. And just to add to that, we've seen people do all kinds of stuff. There is no there is no digital nomad niche job at all. No. Like, it just goes across the board. For me, yeah, I started out in marketing, just generalist, marketing generalist, digital marketing generalist, just doing all kinds of all kinds of crap for a company that's just if it was digital, I did it. And then eventually <laughs> kind of evolved into like a an SEO kind of framework. And then eventually I became a CMO. But as the whole thing evolved, I was traveling and working, working a nine to five. And I all I did was ask, really. I just asked, hey, can I, I'm working from home now. Can I just start doing this from the moon? And they're like, yeah, you got, <laughs> you got good Wi-Fi, you got a good connection. Yes, of course, I'll always have good Wi-Fi, good connection. Made damn sure I had it. But yeah, it was, it, it was no problem. And uh, that's just a normal job. Marketing is like it's a good chunk of our community. It's like 33% of people at least, you know, doing some sort of marketing. Most statistics are made up on the fly, but yeah. <laughs> Definitely that one. <laughs> no, but you're you're right. And so there's there's a handful of those kind of jobs that are that a lot of uh, community members are doing and and marketing's one of the biggest ones. But I, I actually th this topic is really making me think about one more thing that I think would be worth asking kind of like a follow-on question to this is I think a lot of people also have that fear of but what if I travel? Yes, sure, it's possible and they're going to let me do it. But 
am I going to not progress in my career, right? Am I not going to be seen as much maybe in the right. office? Am I going to lose out on opportunities? And I think that's a topic that it's it's a little bit of like, you know, it's it's an unknown. It's a bit of gray area. So I think maybe to just demystify that a little bit, is that something that you've talked to any of, any of your clients um, or says you've, have you, you've yeah. guided them through those processes? That's a really great point. And to me, in my experience with my clients, with myself back in corporate days, it really depends on the company. So for example, when I worked at Pepsi and I first started working remotely, I was kind of the odd man out. Like everyone was in the office. I had been there for five, six years and then I started working remotely and it was difficult. Like I wasn't seen as much and it was hard because that company wasn't a remote first company. Was it still worth it to me and my lifestyle and the things I was doing at the time? Absolutely. And that's a lot of the coaching I do to say, you know, what is it worth it to you? But now that was so many years ago. Now, so many companies are more remote first, or it's more common for say, 50% of employees to be remote and some in the office or everybody remote. And if and when you're at a company like that, where they really value that you're really seen in the same way, and you do have to make an effort to you know, schedule those one-on-ones because you don't have the walk-bys to your boss, you know, in an office or when you're walking by their desk. But now more than ever, it's still possible to progress in the exact same way that you would if you were in an office or so many people are just working from home, but with a company that won't let them travel per se. So it's no different, you know, working from your home or working from another country, but you just have to go, we've talked a lot about this a lot, but you just have to go above and beyond at the beginning to show I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm a valuable member of the team. I mean it. I want to show up. Here's the work I'm doing. You know, you you have to prove that you're a valuable member of that company, but it shouldn't slow you down as long as 100% of the people aren't in the office and you're the only one. That can be a little bit difficult, but it's still doable and still might be worth it to you. Yeah, so the gist is do great work and <laughs> let the work speak for itself, right? But I mean, Jeff is the perfect example for that too, of having been able to get literally to the, you know, if you will, ultimately the highest position in a in a marketing role. And that happened, that didn't happen when, when you were back at home, Jeff, right? That happened when you were like, you were literally in Bolivia with Marissa and me at that point when you got the promotion. So it's a, oh. it's a wonderful example of, yeah, this is absolutely possible. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go to the second, the second thing. The second piece of advice. <laughs> that second thing. <laughs> that second thing. It's a nice segue into this one is that a lot of people think that we're all entrepreneurs. There yeah. are certainly a lot of entrepreneurs out there that travel and, and work remote. And a lot of people will become entrepreneurs so that they can do that specifically. Actually, we interviewed Julio Monzon, who created an entire company with the model, I want to work remote. <laughs> and then decided what product he wanted to create based on that. They didn't even have a company. They had an idea. I want to work remote. What could we do? What could yeah. we sell that allows me to work remote? But the point is- And they're a huge company now, huh? And they're a large company. And yeah, yeah, we yeah. sent out a link there. They're constantly hiring. So yeah, go and check out the career page because they've got 270 employees and they're expanding very rapidly. But you don't need to do that, right? This is a, a bit of a misconception. Yeah. Diego, and tell, I just tell, wanna, tell Can I okay, just like put this in a phrase? Because I feel like we just started talking about number two without saying like really what it is. But the second one is like, you do not have to be an entrepreneur in order to be a digital nomad. That is the another thing that nobody tells you. And I think the reason that this is such a misconception is that 
if you think about who you're seeing influencers, if the travel bloggers or people on Instagram or TikTok or wherever you are, um, mostly you're seeing people who are traveling the world and talking about their lifestyle because they're trying to sell you their products, sell you their lifestyle, sell you their courses, their coaching, whatever that might be. They're trying to be seen as entrepreneurs. But what nobody tells you is if you look at our community, you know, I think about probably our 20 closest travel friends who we travel with. If you think about their Instagram accounts, you know, people probably have 200, 300, 800, 1,000 followers, something like that, of like our personal friends. We're not trying to be seen by the world. And so there's a misconception that there's not normal nine to five people traveling the world simply because it's not who you're seeing. So I think something that we really love to share in this podcast, in our emails is there are normal people with, we say quote, there's no normal job, but you know, the normal jobs that you would do at home that people are doing on the road, you're probably just not seeing them. And that's who we love to try to share and highlight with you. So yeah, I'll kick it over to you, Diego. Yeah, actually, I'd love to just add a little bit of made up stats again to looking (laughs) at our community of, yeah, you know, 1,200 people. I don't think we even have five of those kind of influencers in there, you know, people who have, you know, tens of thousands of followers. So what's that? What five out of 1,000? Like we're talking about a fraction of a percentage that are that influencer type yet that is what you're seeing right so it's not even that 99 percent of the people that are remote and are traveling are not what you're seeing it's more it's even more than that right so that's just a really nice way to kind of put it into perspective and it just goes all right that's that's the reality right and yeah otherwise just looking at our community in terms of what the breakup of that is um Early on, there were slightly more entrepreneurs and freelancers, and that's because back then there just weren't that many remote jobs. But now, since the pandemic, in terms of people that are applying, we're seeing so many more co- people coming through who have, you know, just any remote job that they're able to do for for a company that lets them work remotely. And I'd say that again, made up stat. This is anecdotal, <laughs> but I am doing interview calls still, so I kind of have a have a gut feeling for how much it is. But we probably get. You know, maybe maybe seventy percent, sixty to seventy percent of our applicants are are working jobs, yeah, and are are employed by remote companies. So absolutely, I love yeah, the there, official statistics. There was some, yeah, in that vein. Might as well keep it going, right? In that <laughs> in that vein, there was a report on LinkedIn. They they scan LinkedIn job listings because they're all listed as either remote or on on premise, and they I think they ended up hitting like fifty fifty for the first time like remote first job listings versus on-premise job listings. So that demand is like, is exploded. And it's almost, it's almost like not even a a luxury that people are looking for. It's a requirement to get a job. So it's, yeah, to your point, it was already increasing pre-pandemic. People want this for sure. But after the pandemic, people got a taste of it. And they're like, this is, this is my life now. This is the way it's going to go. So it's just becoming more and more available. Let's let's go ahead and jump into the third, Marissa. Yeah. So number three is no one tells you to start in the, I say the phrase I love is start with the end in mind and work your way backwards. So if I think about how most people find their career, you're probably in college or high school or university, whatever you want to call it. And you kind of find something that you like, something that sort of works with your skills, or maybe it's what your parents did or a friend or some major that calls to you. And you kind of just end up in this career without really thinking, what is your lifestyle going to be? And again, maybe this lifestyle wasn't available to you back when you were making these decisions. But from now moving forward, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you have found us because you probably want to travel the world while you're working. Or, you know, the point of this is you want to travel the world working as a way for you to have the income and the the time to be able to do that. So if that's the case, 
say, you know, this is what I want my life to look like. I want to be able to work. Do you want to be able to work in any time zone? Do you want to have meetings all day? Do you want to do a job where you never have to work live with someone and you can get your work done at any hour of the day that you want, depending on, you know, what country you're in? These are all very different things to think about, but they're all very real possibilities. So I always tell people now, when I'm helping, you know, when my clients come to me and we're trying to figure out what what job is right for them, what career is right, part of that is absolutely what do you love to do? What do you like to do? What are you naturally good at? What are your skills? But also, yeah, what do you want your life to look like? And fit your job into that. And that is a piece of advice that very few people will tell you and will tell people growing up. It's just like, make the most money and do something you hate and do this job that maybe you're good at, but they don't tell you to think about, you know, how do you want to be behind a computer all day? Do you want to talk to people all day? So that's my soapbox for the moment. (laughs) What do you guys have to share with us? I actually, I actually wrote that out exactly the way that you, that you said, I kind of wrote out a diary for a day that never existed, like exactly (laughs) where I was going to be waking up. And this was becoming an entrepreneur and part of the reason I want to be an entrepreneur is so I could get off North American time zones and travel wherever yeah. I wanted. So it's kind of a quasi same scenario. And I just wrote out beginning of the day, this is where I woke up. This is like where I worked out. This is where I ate my breakfast. And these are the projects yeah. that I worked on. Here's the one phone call that I had the day that day, just one phone call. Here's the projects I worked on in the afternoon. And it felt, it felt more possible. I was like pretending that it was already real before yeah. it even happened. You and, were doing a little thing called uh, manifesting. <laughs> you probably... <laughs> I don't want to go that far. You know, I'm, yeah. We'll, we'll just, we'll leave that. We'll leave visioning. that. Visioning. Yeah. Visioning. Vision, visioning. <laughs> Vision boarding in my brain. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But it's really, yeah. really effective for me to, to create that mindset to say, okay, everything else is just a hurdle to get to what I've yeah. already what I've already, this end result that I've already created in my brain. And then it just yeah. creates a series of steps as opposed to trying to jump to the end. It's like, okay, little goal, little goal, little goal. And you start seeing yeah. little pieces of that come together. And then it just kind of steamrolls. And then boom, yeah. all of a sudden you're, you're, you're at where you visualize. Yeah. There's an analogy I love that people talk about. Imagine you are going to go on a road trip, right? And you, you know, if you know where you want to go, you know what you want. You put that little pin in the map and it takes you where you want to go. But if you're like, I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what I want to work. What do I want my life to be? Like you could end up anywhere. You just start driving and you have no idea. And it's fascinating to me. I feel like I've always had a pretty clear idea. Like once I decide something, you know, I just, I heard you could travel the world of work and I was like, all right, how do I make this happen? I will take the steps. Like I've always been really clear about what I wanted, but when I've found with with my clients who I work with one-on-one and in groups, very few people have this clarity. Most people don't know what they want. And you think about, sure, like I'd kind of love to travel. I kind of love this. But like Jeff said, if, if you're in this position, write down like, I want to wake up in Thailand. I want to be looking at the ocean or a palm tree. I want to, like Jeff said, I only want one call a day and I want to do this other work. So be really clear and then don't take like nothing else. You know, you have these firm boundaries of no's. So when I started my first business, I knew I wanted to travel. There was a lot of opportunities. I had to do some brick and mortar stuff or to do some stuff that would have kept me here. And I probably could have grown that business faster or better. But to me, in that beginning, I was like, absolutely not. If this means I can't travel, I'm not doing it. Like, again, plain and simple. So if this is you, it sounds really extreme, but it is. And it's just going to be one step closer to to getting this life. So yeah, Diego, anything to add before we move forward? Yeah, well, actually, maybe again, just bringing it back to our fake stats, thinking back to our... (laughs) 
to our community. I think that the majority of the people that I talk to on the interviews will tell me that, well, actually, we see it when they even apply, right? That's when they first tell us, hey, I saw Wi-Fi Tribe, I don't know, five years ago, three years ago, four years ago, right? So such a large portion of the people that are applying are looking at this lifestyle for such a, you know, so much further in advance and they're starting to dream what they would like to do and then they work towards that and that's a reality and you know just just the fact that you're seeing that it's the majority it's not a few people doing this shows you that this is this is the way to do it like this is this is normal right you're not just going to fall into it it's something that people really you know if you want it you gotta you gotta start planning make it happen dream about it and then put the put the pieces into place right and the other big concept about manifesting is that you also start to see opportunities, right? That you otherwise don't see, right? How or however you want to call that. But the point <laughs> is, if you have the goal in, in mind, you start to make your way towards it because you're saying no to the wrong things. You're saying right to the yeah. right, right things. And bit by bit, you find yourself at, at the point that you need to be at. Yeah. Fourth piece of advice that people won't tell you is that sometimes it's worth it to take a pay cut in order to, a temporary pay cut rather, in exchange for freedom to travel. Marissa, how do you figure out how much money you need to make and make a decision based on how much that pay cut will be? Yeah, this is a hard one. And I'm so glad that you said the word temporary in there because you don't necessarily have to take a pay cut, but there's a lot of people who I work with, with my clients who I've seen where the next opportunity, maybe they want to switch career paths anyway. They want to do something new. They're maybe not an expert in it yet, or they just are going to do the same thing, but find another opportunity with a company that might pay them a little bit less than they're making, but it gives them the freedom to travel the world. So the question that you asked me is, how do you know how much you want to make? With this, I say, you know, look at your lifestyle. How much, what, what, do you need to spend per month on accommodations, on travel, on experiences? And the fair thing about our friends that we travel with, you know, there's a range from people probably living off of $2,000 a month to $12,000 a month just because they like, you know, they have the money and they want to live a more, you know, exuberant lifestyle. So there isn't like, it's not like you must have this amount. It's really up to you in terms of like, what, what are your, I don't know, must haves in terms of, of the way you want to live. But with that being said, I think the bigger question here that I have to work through with my clients is, is that if you have to take a pay cut, and again, I, I always say like, you don't, we'll get to this in a second, like you can make just as much or more as a nomad, like plain and simple. But if let's say you have another job option, that's like, all right, I'm going to make $20,000 less in this, you know, career that I'm going to do, but I have the freedom to travel the world. So many people have the mentality of like, you know, I don't want to go backwards. How could I make less? But if it's worth it to you to have the freedom, if you like look at the lives that the three of us have lived and everyone in our community, to me, that money is so worth it to say, I can be in Bali and Thailand and South Africa and Namibia and Mauritius. Like that's where I spent the beginning of my year. And I would take that freedom to travel the world in a heartbeat because you can't redo these times. You're never going to get younger. You know, we're only getting older. Time goes away. We don't know how long we have all of that. Well, that resonated. Ouch. <laughs> oh, I know. It's real. So like, I like to live now, but it's a real thing. Like I have a client I'm working with now who was making a little over $250,000, but doesn't like her career, working hard, really unhappy, wants to travel. For her, it was it. We're still working through like what that next job will be, but the thing she wants to do, she she'll be newer at it. And she was like, "It is worth it to me to make a hundred thousand dollars less if I'm doing something I love and I'm traveling." So again, this isn't even just with travel. This is just thinking about your life and your career. But yeah, just to really think through, like if you have to do something in the short term that pays a little less, it might be so worth your your freedom and your lifestyle and 
you know, when you're living in Asia or Central America or places, you might be spending way less than you are anyway, and you're going to make up that $20,000 pretty quickly in terms of your lifestyle potentially. So it's important to think through that too. I think we might need to get a little bit philosophical on this one too. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, there are studies out there about, you know, how much money you need to be happy. And of course, this depends on your San Francisco. It's probably 200000 because, you know, you're, you're at the poverty level there. But in other places of the world, that's 50 k The point is that there is a certain amount that if you earn more than that, you aren't going to be happier. Like there's studies, guys. Like this is, this has been, this has been proven. It's around 80000 US dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Anything incremental <laughs> above that doesn't add value to your life or, or happiness right? gives you another well, and jeff that's eighty thousand in the states take those eighty thousand and go somewhere else and, and you, you know you're happy with 40k right yeah, that's definitely it's a it's a great benchmark and something to think yeah. about at the end of the day what is money right it's there it's a yeah, it's it's energy to give you either more like longer life or, or better life or a healthier life and if all you're doing is you're just trying to create that energy and store it and store it and store it and then when you're ready to use it when you're 60 you're like great now i've got all this energy stored in the form of money now let me get all that freedom and enjoy and suddenly you realize that your hip is sort of falling apart and you can't really move around like things are happening and, and it's just not as enjoyable as it might have been at a different age or you might have just missed the train on a certain type of experience mm-hmm. that you would have wanted to have at a certain age because travel at you know traveling at 60 is absolutely incredible but it's different, right? And there's different phases in your life where you want to make the most of different of different things, right? Yeah. I recently figured out my price tag because I had to do yeah, the same thing, it. switching over to becoming the entrepreneur. My price tag was half. I ended up taking half of what I was making before. And it's shocking. I, I'm really, really glad that this is a point because it's really, really difficult for you to let go of a certain number because you see that number and you're like that's what i need because that's the new number that you're at you get a raise like that's my new number and anything that's not that number or higher is going backwards mentally it feels yeah. like you're moving backwards career-wise personal-wise and you're going to be oh my god i'm going to be struggling to make money honestly all you have to do is is make your budget and and now yeah making half still comfortable still happy happier actually because now i can go to whatever time zone i want i've got my <laughs> One call a week, not including podcasts, which aren't even called because they're fun. And I've got everything I need. So it is scary, just like it's scary to take the plunge and become a digital nomad. But yeah. once you get there, you work it out and you're okay. I mean, that's not, I'm not giving anybody any financial advice. <laughs> Don't go make reckless decisions with your life for <laughs> certain, but you can be happy. And actually... Marissa, maybe bring us into our next yeah. segue, our next, the fifth yeah, piece of advice, the please. Perfect segue. And thank you for sharing that, Jeff. You're a prime example of that, which I love. So number five, so take everything we just said. And number five is you absolutely can make just as much or more being a digital nomad. So I wanted to start with the last one to say, like, you know, if you have an opportunity and it is left as, as or it is less money, as Jeff was just saying, like, it might be a temporary you know, as they move back in quotes to make your life better and more joyful, more free. I think ultimately the three of us are always seeking freedom in our life so that you can live however you want. And money is, is a gift, is a tool to help us do that. But what I want to share is even if you do take a temporary cut, you know, when we see all the people that we travel with, all the people in our community, all the people that we've coached, there's absolutely no reason for that you need to make less that like, you know, if you're, you can do the exact same job working in an office, working from your home in your home state or working from your laptop in Thailand and make the exact same amount of money, the exact same salary or more, right? Like sometimes you're, you're not 
taking up office space that they have to pay for. So there's other ways that you can make more money. And again, your your lifestyle might be less expensive. You know, in the States, at least, you know, I lived in New York and LA, rent is really expensive. And then I can go live in Bali for a month or, you know, or just other countries where you're, you're paying half the price and you get so much more for your money. And there's no cap. We see people making more than they were when they worked in offices. And, you know, if I think about Jeff's career path as he was working for a company, kept getting promoted, kept getting promoted, kept being promoted while he was traveling the world. So again, maybe think about taking a pay cut if that opportunity presents itself or you're wanting to switch career paths and try something new. And remember, it doesn't have to limit you. Like the myth here is you can make just as much money or the the truth is you can make just as much money working while you travel the world as you could in your, your normal, you know, your normal job. Yeah. I actually, to that point, I doubled my salary since I started traveling. Right. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then cut it in half again. Wow. So. <laughs> Back to where you were. <laughs> Net neutral. Free. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Cool. So our, I think we're on our sixth piece of advice, Marissa. Yes. Number six. And this one, this is, you know, as, as we've heard a lot of people give us feedback on the podcast, a lot of you love it so much because we're really truthful with you about this lifestyle. It's not all rainbows and sunshine and butterflies. So this is a little bit of the hard truth, which is working you know, remotely from your laptop while you're traveling, traveling the world, living as a digital nomad actually can be pretty exhausting. It can take a hit on your energy. That That is the truth of it. <laughs> Diego's like, like, you got a lot to say here, but I, there's I'm times here. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's times where you'll be more energized just because life is so amazing as a nomad and you have these travel experiences that are so awesome. But we've talked a lot about with this, if you're going to a new country, especially as a newer nomad, you might want to travel a little bit more quickly. You might be moving around every month or so to a new country. And that means you have to find, you know, make sure you have accommodations that have strong Wi-Fi for you to do your work calls and do your work, have a SIM card, figure out your routine and locations and where you want to work from and where is a quiet space and what gym you're going to go to or what your workout routine, where you're going to get your healthy food. It's a lot mentally to, it's very different just to be traveling where you can be like, all right, I'll wake up and you know, whatever happens. Whereas a nomad, you're like, I got to have my, my Wi-Fi, my work, my routine. I got to be able to show up to these calls and, and look like I'm just the same as if I was in an office or working from my home. And that can be really energetically draining. It can be hard. We'll get to it. It's worth it. But I know, I feel like you do always have a lot to say about this topic. So go on. <laughs> oh, just the years, huh? Like it's been, it's been <laughs> like, now seven years of so doing old. this every <laughs> <laughs> I, I am at least 20 years older inside than I am on the outside. I like to say our, so our nomad to years now, are like PM. dog years. It's like every year of travel is like seven years <laughs> of normal life. <laughs> but yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the experiences, in terms of the life that you pack into them, but also in terms of, yeah, just just uh, getting a little bit more tired as you as you go. So what I do now at this point is I like to slow it down to, to be in a place for two to three months at a time. So there's different things like that that you can do as well that just really help you kind of manage that energy and just knowing where you're at at different times. There might be a moment in your life where you're like, well, maybe I'm going to go back home for a little bit, just rest it up, or I'm going to go to a place I really love. Like you'll always catch Jeff going back to Medellin and Colombia to, to take a break over there. So there's, there's things like that that really help us out. But yeah, you, you do notice it, right? As you as you go, energy comes comes and goes, right? Like like with anything in, in life. And it just helps to try to control a few of the variables because this kind of lifestyle is very uncertain and there's a lot of moving parts. So 
some of those things, if you can, if you can keep them steady, whether that's your routine that you're taking with you, or, you know, like you said, Jim, like uh, certain things that, that you just know, give you a certain peace or energy or ground you, you're going to be able to do a lot better and just hold out. And don't believe Instagram through and through. Like I'm not, I'm not sharing my stories of food poisoning or Wi-Fi cutting out or, you know, dealing with negotiating with taxi drivers because I'm not used to that. It's, it's not all that. Yeah. It, it can be, it can be tiring. It's real life. You know, it's, it's all the, all the hazards of real life. It's all the hardships of it. But I mean, that is totally part of the experience as a part of ex- experiencing a new place is the good and the difficult. And, you know, you end up with a bunch of stories about it. So it's a, a lot of the, the, the misnomers about it is that it's just this perfect Instagram influencer story, but it's, it's not, it's, it's normal people with normal problems. So let's, let's jump into, are we on number seven already? Number okay. seven. Number yeah, seven. Let's bring it Peace back. We'll end it on a positive note here, which is with everything we just said with number six, all the hardships, all the, the tiredness and everything you go through. Number seven that we would give you the career advice for digital nomads that no one tells you is it is absolutely so fucking worth it, right? I feel like you guys always laugh when I cuss, but it this lifestyle, like I wouldn't trade these years for anything. I wouldn't trade all the food poisoning, all the, the tiring flights, the red eyes, the, you know, Wi-Fi cutting out, all of the things that we've gone through. I just feel like it's been the most amazing life I could imagine, the most amazing experiences. Like I just said before, like I feel like I've lived 21 lives in the last, you know, eight years, probably more <laughs> that I've been traveling and all of the kind of struggles or the hardships that you have to work through in order to make it work. And it is getting easier and easier. I feel like with Wi-Fi and technology is getting better, but it, it's just so worth it. So I love your thoughts on that too, guys. I love that optimism, Diego. <laughs> it really Inspired. is. This is something that wasn't available. If you look at our timeline of, of humans, this thing has like been available for five, 10 years at the most. This is so new. We're all getting in on this, this cutting edge way of, of living life that there's no, there's no rules yet. There's no like right or wrong way to do it. And Having discovered it for me, less than you guys, it was, I, I think I just started doing it on my own around December, 2017. So just five years ago or so I would, it saved my life. Really. I, I was working from home and I was miserable. I would have ended up going back to an office and just having my soul crushed for the rest of my life until retirement. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. That would have been the alternative because I couldn't work from home. It was, it was absolutely miserable for me. And then having gone out on the road, it was like realizing that there was finding a part of me that was missing that I didn't know what it was. It was just presented to me. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is what completes you. This is what fulfills you as a person. 
And it's like, oh my God, this is, and then from there, after getting taste that, I'll just figure out a way to make this happen all the time. You will figure out a way. You get a taste for it, you will figure out a way. It's just almost like you need water, you need air to breathe. You're going to figure out a way to get it, right? And that's that's exactly what it was for me. So is it totally worth it? Absolutely. I couldn't live without it. Like I can't live without air. I love that. And speaking of, if you want to find a way to get it, <laughs> join us in our masterclass. So as we wrap up again, if you're listening to this, it's December 6th and December 7th. There's two different time options because there won't be a replay of it. We often charge for masterclasses and information like this. So we're not going to be sending it out. If you want to join us, join us live. Be there to, to answer your questions, to chat about all the things. You can be like, we chat with everyone just like you're our friend, just like you're, you know, the three of us chat here. And it'll be fun. We have a good time and we can't wait to see you there. So yeah, if you want to check out five crucial steps to get your first remote job. So if you're hearing this and you want to live this lifestyle, you want to start travel, definitely join us. You're going to get a ton of helpful information to get started, some really tactical things to start to get that first remote travel job. It's as we've talked about, you, know, there's, you can be an entrepreneur, you can be a freelancer, you can work for a company, but this will really be the, the quickest, fastest, easiest way to start traveling as a nomad is to get a remote job with an existing company. And that's what we're going to be talking through. So if that sounds good to you, again, even if you have no idea what skills you have, you don't know what you'd start, what you'd apply for, this is absolutely for you. And check out beachcommute.com slash masterclass to register. Got hundreds of people. It's going to be a really good time. Any other last words, guys? We really, really hope to see you there. It's gonna ah, be, that's that's pretty much it. Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you join us. It's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, and there is no replay. So make sure you get there. Night works better for you. Hit Tuesday. If day works better for you, hit Wednesday. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we will see you again next week. Bye.